As an agile practitioner, you have a duty to lead and to make real change. I think we're most eminently qualified to bring real cultural and social change to our workplaces and beyond. Let's talk about this one. That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. My friend, how are you? Thank you for coming back to visit once again. I appreciate you. To scrum masters and coaches, agile professionals in general, at large, have a duty to something greater. I believe that we do. I'm going to show you why, and I'm going to show you how in just a moment. But first, let's take a moment to remember why we're here. To create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works, relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There's so many resources out there about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a truly unique and powerful force in this industry. And hey, if you love this show, do me a favor and tell your friends. Look, I think that leading agile teams is the most fun when we're creating the greatest impact. So that means to me there's a great responsibility to not just be a facilitator, to not just be a process or tool expert, not even to lead and coach individuals on teams, not even just to counsel executives or managers or other leaders. But the greatest service that we can offer is predicated on the following three things. And let's look at it strictly from the lens of your awareness. There's three things that I want you to start becoming more aware of. Number one, awareness of the marketplace. What's really happening out there? If you're going to be an advisor to leaders, to executives, to business owners, to product owners, you have to know what the marketplace is doing. What are the trends that are shifting? Like at this current moment, if you don't know a lot about AI and what's happening there, if you don't understand the regulatory concerns, if you're not on top of the various tools and how they're changing, where they can help, which ones do a great job of helping, if you don't have a sense of how to deploy these to the benefit of a group of people, you're missing a great opportunity to help organizations optimize, or at the very least, to minimize the risk of this new technology. But likewise, if you don't know what the economy is doing to impact companies in your industry, how are rising interest rates or a global recession affecting the bank or financial services industries? What's this doing to buying or consumption patterns? Are people holding off on mortgages? You should know that. Are people running out of money so they're forced into high interest spending and credit? You need to know that. What's happening in retail? Is e-commerce still king? Or is that a race to bottom on price and margins? Are big box stores still the way to go? Or are mom and pop shops making a comeback? You gotta know your industry. You gotta know the trends. And it takes so little effort to subscribe to the right email newsletters, to connect with various websites or news sources so that you can learn what's happening moment by moment. If you do that long enough, you'll start to get good. It's something very important, predicting the future, because you'll be able to see trends come and go, rise and fall, and realize that everything, almost everything, is perfectly circular. So what was popular before will eventually become popular again. The strategies that worked 10 years ago but are assumed to no longer work 
can still inform and advise what we might do next. Remember that there's nothing truly new. Everything that humans create or think of is based on something that we've created or thought of in the past, which is fundamentally based on our appreciation of how things work, which changes and evolves over time but is never truly demolished or replaced. So know your marketplace. That is your duty. Number two, know your customers' desires. This is the second thing that I want you to be aware of. Do you understand your customers' true desires? What do they worry about? What do they think about? What do they wish they had? What problem do they wish could go away? What do they fear? What do they struggle with? What are the things that they try to do over and over and over, but to no result? Are they trying to be happy? Are they trying to be cool? Are they trying to get approval? Are they trying to feel safe? Do they want things to be easier? Do they want to get better at certain things? Do they want to learn? Do they want to grow? Do they want to succeed? Do they want to have wealth and riches? Do they want to have fun? Do they want to try the latest and greatest thing? Identify your customer and be prepared to do this and redo this not only every time you change projects or initiatives or companies or clients, but even every couple of months. One of the biggest and best and coolest things that Agile allowed us to do is to get continuous feedback. Is this hitting home runs for you? Is this what you wanted? Is the customer using it? Are they touching the buttons? Are they using the features? Are they happy with the results that they're getting? And if not, why not? And yet, so often, we don't really understand what our customer truly desires. It's your duty to know this. And the last thing I want you to have an awareness of is what are the social currents? What are the people that surround you every day, on your teams and beyond, worried about? What do they care about? What do they deeply desire and wish for that they're not getting? And this is where we get into things like we wish for more equality. We wish for more justice. We wish for more truth. We wish for more harmony. We want more personal freedom. We want a better, more just society. Everybody wants something. And you can see what is important to us simply by reading the news and asking questions of the people around you. You'll hear patterns. You'll hear the same things over and over again. And just like market trends, remember, these things are circular. What happened before will happen again. There's nothing truly new, just different. So know what's different right now. Now, why do you need to know these things? Because your duty is to make your environment better in every possible way. Better results for the people who sign your checks. You are there not to be more agile because there's no value inherently in being agile. There is value in providing value. There is value in getting them closer to their metrics. There is value in getting them closer to their personal and corporate goals. That's your job. And if you don't know the marketplace, you're going to struggle to do that because you're just going to be coming in saying the same stuff over and over again about why Agile is so great. But if you don't understand, if you can't articulate and put into action how Agile makes those outcomes easier to get, then you're not serving them yet. And it's your duty to serve your clients and your companies. As for your customer, your duty is to make their lives better too. Make better stuff that they'll be glad that they paid for that they feel was worth the investment that they made to purchase it, to learn it, to use it, to commit to it, to stand behind it. Part of your job, and this is in standard agile lingo, is to delight the customer, to make better things, to make happier customers. But if you're not communicating with them well, if you don't have a mechanism for understanding what it is that they want, guess what? It's going to be hard to fulfill your duty. And then third, your duty 
is to make the world just a little bit better for the people around you. We live in a time of great unhappiness and great uncertainty. And if you bother to learn not only what causes that uncertainty and that unhappiness, but you find ways to work with it, to bring people hope, to treat them the way they've always wanted to be treated, to unleash their possibilities and their potential, to bring more joy in being part of a team. If you can do those things for people around you, have an easier time creating teams that are self-motivated, self-organizing, that love what they do, and make better stuff as a result. Now, why do I mention all of these things? In all three of these domains, there's a prevailing belief that it can't be done, that it's too big. It's too big for me to make change. I can't change this. It's too hard. Well, let me tell you something. Lots of people are trying to fix problems like these, but the problem with the approach that we're taking is that we try to boil the ocean by creating a strategy that we're sure will work first, that is approved by absolutely everyone, and that is completely free of the risk of failure. Well, let me tell you something. You can't have that. That won't work. These problems are big and hard to solve, but the only way to solve them, let's pick one. Let's pick social injustice. The only way to begin is to start by ensuring social justice, fairness, equality, diversity, whatever it may be, in your own backyard for eight or ten people. And maybe it won't be all eight people on the team. Maybe you can only impact four. But when you choose to impact those four, when you choose to do right by them, when you see it as your duty to do better than the industry average or the global norm, then you're making change, my friend. That's real impact. And what you build with four people will burn so brightly that it warms others. And the last question is, what are you doing over there? How did you manage to get that result? How come your people are so happy? How come your people are so productive? It's when you see it as your duty to do differently. When you see it as your duty, you feel accountable for change, however small. And that accountability to change creates change. It creates change that is attractive to other people. And so you can worry about the strategy later. You simply do what I've suggested here, which is be aware of what's going on in your marketplace, what's going on with your customer, and what's going on with your teams and the people that you work with. Be aware of their concerns and every day try just a little bit to do better for anyone or all of those groups and you will see yourself making change. Agile people are people of impact. I truly believe that. But there are also people that sometimes like process. They like things to be scripted. They like things to be safe. And that doesn't always serve us when we're trying to make big changes. So make big change today. I think it's your duty. What do you think? Let me know. Hey, friends, if you want to learn more about how to become a person of impact, how to have the courage and the certainty and the skills to make these kinds of changes so that you can live an incredible life of contribution. As an agile person, as an agile leader, as a scrum master, wherever you happen to be sitting, then The Forge is recruiting for its summer 2023 cohort. Reach out to me at chris at badassagile.com or go to my website and fill out the information form and I'll get in contact with you. There's never been a better time to increase these skills. They are mandatory and I truly believe that people who have these superpowers are the ones who will lead us into the future, making the world a better place, making work better, and most importantly, having the freedom and the options and the successes that you really want. My friends, I hope you found this inspiring and informational. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Badass Agile. You can find me at badassagile.com on the web. I look forward to seeing you next time. And until then, stay badass. <laughs>